Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host, Danny Smith. And when most people think about Safe Start, they typically think of the personal skills building process that centers around increasing awareness of the four human factors that we call states and those four specific critical errors caused by times when those states are elevated. Now, those with a bit more exposure to the concepts may also be familiar with the skills portion of Safe Start that centers around our four critical error reduction techniques that also help to interrupt that state to error pattern. And for more than two decades, this great four by four by four technology has helped people around the globe to improve their personal safety. Now, I know I'm going to sound a bit like one of those great pitch men, like the great late Billy Mays when I say this next line, but wait, there's more. And with Safe Start, there really is more. Okay, before you shut this down and think of this as, okay, this is another infomercial, that's, that's not where we're going with this today. Uh, rather, we want to spend just a few minutes talking about how Safe Start as an organization has really evolved over the past few years, and we've expanded our capabilities to better meet the ever-evolving needs of our clients. In other words, Safe Start, the organization, has become much more than Safe Start, the product. And one of the leaders in our organization that's been helping with this transition is one of Safe Start's vice presidents, Matt Hall. Uh, we got him here today with us on the podcast. So first of all, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Danny, thanks so much. Uh, it is my pleasure to be with you and, uh, and our Safe uh, Talk listeners today. Thanks really uh, so much for the invite. Yeah, as we get started, Matt, uh, why don't we start a little bit about, well, who is this guy? Who is Matt Hall for our listeners that may not be familiar with you or for that matter with your background? And although you've been with us for a number of years now, uh, you haven't always uh, been as involved in the safety realm in your profession and professional career before, right? Uh, no, not at all. Actually, uh, to be honest, uh, before I came to Safe Start, I was... I was a bit of, of everything. I was involved uh, in the world of IT, uh, media, uh, software. So safety was a huge transition for me. I think one of the, the things that I've, I've probably prided myself on in my career, however, is to work with, partner with game-changing companies. Uh, and honestly, that's why I'm here today. Uh, and that's why I'm not going anywhere uh, in terms of uh, working with the Safe Start family. One of the other interesting things I think that we found with uh, with you and your career is you've said you haven't been a part of the safety world, if you will. Um, you, you've been able to kind of look at this, I guess you could say, from the outside looking in. Is that fair to say? It is. Yeah, I, I think there's a number of different advantages um, that that my position carries uh, in in starting to to take on this strategic kind of leadership role. Uh, within the executive leadership group of the Safe Star organization. I think one of those is, look, regardless of uh, the, the role, title, um, responsibility you carry with an organization, if you want optimal customer experience, you've got to be an effective listener. And, and I think the roles that I've taken on uh, in my career and, and especially the one that I'm in with Safe Start right now has, has really forced just that. Um, it's quite unique, in fact. It, starting in a, a sales executive leadership role, um, I, have, I have experienced so many conversations with our clients, with our prospects, and that role is to listen. It's to listen to what's keeping them up at night. It's to listen to the problems, the challenges they experience, 
every single day. You know, we're recording this podcast on January 5th. Um, New Year's resolutions are 80% of, you know, the conversations that we're hearing. And I'm very curious what organizations New Year's resolutions are. And I think that's different uh, than even just their strategic goals that they had set a month or two ago. So in order to, you know, accommodate, partner with these companies and organizations on these resolutions that they have, you have to first be a really good listener. And honestly, over the last, you know, five, six years, especially, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been really trying to listen uh, to our clients uh, our customers, what they're experiencing, what they need, uh, and then really align our business objectives to those. In one of our earlier conversations, and it may have just been something, I don't know, a few months back when we were talking, you you made the comment to me, you, you felt like you'd kind of become a safety professional's therapist, just listening to everybody. I think we all need that a bit, don't we? Uh, you know, one of the things that's always uh, very interesting to me is there's there's a lot of commonality in the issues that we face as safety professionals. And that's regardless of the industry that we're working with. I mean, even though, you know, every company, every organization, every industry deals with different operational processes and hazards, we get that. But yet, um, you know, we're all dealing with people and that's where our focus is with Safe Start for sure. And But sometimes it feels like, well, we're the only one that's fighting these battles. And I've, I've kind of felt that way myself before I went into consulting, for sure, uh, back in the, you know, when I was in the safety manager, safety director role. So why don't we start there and let's talk about some of those common issues that we find with everybody. Uh, and one of the easiest ones to start with, I guess, if we're kind of picking lo the low hanging fruit to start with is what most safety professionals are really judged on. That is injury reduction, uh, be it lowering their TRIR or their DART rates, reducing overall severity of incidents that have occurred, or maybe long range benefits like reducing work comp cost or things of that nature. Uh, injury reduction is certainly on everybody's mind to start with, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at my notes here and if I go back to, you know, Safe Start, the organization being a game changer, well, Safe Start, the product, the product most people on the podcast listening today will, will be very familiar with, right? The, the core concepts, the, the states, the errors, that was a game-changing product, and it still is. Sure, um, sure. And for organizations that are looking to change the game, Safe Start's usually a pretty safe bet in terms of a place to start. I mean, uh, when it comes to injury reduction, um, you know, injury reduction has traditionally been one of those things, that key driver that sends clients, customers our way, right? And we're really proud of that. I mean, when it comes to the Safe Start process, uh, the injury reductions that we see are 60% or higher in most cases within that first year of implementation. So yeah, Safe Start, the product has been that proven leader, that constant, if you will, uh, in just simply preventing injuries. And I would say getting people to look at hazards differently. And I think when it comes to that resolution, right, how do we want to attack things differently? If you're listening right now and you find yourself a little bit a mouse on a wheel, right? You've experienced the same things over and over again. Reframe what you've been looking at and how you've been dealing with it. And I think that's one of the most uh, consistent pieces of feedback we've certainly heard about Safe Start and how to attack injury reduction is really you have to look at the hazards differently. 
Yeah, one of the other interesting things I think that's an outgrowth of that. We we talked about how most safety professionals that's that's what we're judged on. You know, uh, is injuries or injury related data, if you will. Uh, but I think something that's really important and it's easy to overlook if we're not careful as well is that you know Safe Start typically produces some some improvements in other areas too beyond just safety, uh, quality, performance, and just other operational KPIs. You know, let's be honest, uh, sometimes within organizations, we don't want to think this way, but it's true, okay? Some other leaders in the organization may not be quite as focused on safety as everybody else. I mean, it's not necessarily what they're judged upon. They've got other operational matrices that they're and metrics that they're being held accountable for. But yet, if we can improve those other areas while we're improving safety, it's kind of like the old economic thought process where they say a rising tide floats all boats, right? Um, so I, I found that Safe Start really helps a lot within, within operations as well. So you make an improvement in one area, well, you get the corresponding improvement in other areas. So I think if we can make more operational leaders aware of that, while we're getting the injury reductions that we're shooting for, then that can help us as well, particularly when it comes to that well, what we hear is the second major area of concern with folks, which is uh, engagement. How do we get more folks involved with safety and how do we get more folks directly supporting our safety efforts? Yeah, I think, I think that's absolutely key. I mean, it goes without saying, but it, it's very much all connected, right? And it can also feel extremely overwhelming, right, sure. to look at it as one massive undertaking, right? Uh, I think in a few minutes here, I'd like to, to, to briefly discuss kind of our human factors framework approach mm -hmm. to give our clients and, and the industry a process on how to better understand where to start. Sure. Right? Um, but to that piece, engagement, uh, without engagement, I mean, can you really get uh, the results that you're after, the outcome reliability that you're after in any of those areas, whether it be safety, uh, whether it be injury reduction, whether it be quality? Um, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah, and, you know, we've, we've focused a lot uh, traditionally with Safe Start, uh, even though it's been implemented for all employees, including, you know, office workers, sales staff, you know, service techs, uh, managers, supervisors, all the way down to frontline employees. Um, there's obviously been a lot of emphasis there on frontline employees, but leveraging some of that, uh, I think we've learned as well how important it is, as you said, just to make sure we are engaging everybody up and down the, the, the organization, if you will, uh, particularly with, uh, with managers and, and frontline supervisors. You know, I can't tell you the number of folks that I've talked to over the past few years that and say, yeah, our, our senior management's bought into whatever the safety initiative is, not just Safe Start, but safety in general. Uh, our frontline workers seem to be, but boy, our, our frontline supervisors, especially the new ones, man, they're just really struggling with, with understanding safety. Sometimes they don't even know how to, uh, to identify, you know, specific hazards, you know, in, in their work area, and they need help with that. And so not to sound salesy here, I mean, that's part of why we've evolved and developed things such as Safely, right? Um, just finding ways to engage those folks and letting them have the tools that they need to engage their folks uh, at an individual level as they're going through their day-to-day -day process. Well, I mean, look, Danny, you've mentioned managers, you've mentioned supervisors, 
Um, for me personally, based on the conversations that I'm having with our customers, with prospects almost every day, it starts and ends there, right? I mean, uh, when you look at the difference between something like a safety culture that you're looking to, to drive, which I'm sure for our listeners today will be saying, that's my priority. It is impacting that culture. I would like to challenge those listeners to say, well, have you first understood what your safety climate looks like? And your safety climate is often driven by your managers and supervisors. Now, the difference between climate and culture, climate's what's going on today, right? Climate is how does it feel in the shop today? Right now, there could be things that accelerate that in a positive light, right? Somebody gets a promotion or we're celebrating a retirement, that's going to carry a lot of a, a different atmosphere in the room. But with all the uncertainty um, and left turns and surprises, 2020 and 2021 uh, have given us all, we also know that climate can change uh, the other direction as well. Sure. And our supervisors and our leaders need to be there and be that safety net for our employees in order to make sure that the climate is healthy. And what I would challenge our listeners to today is to really look at your leaders and look at your supervisors and say, are they driving the climate? That will ultimately drive the culture. And if you come to the determination that there's improvement areas and there's opportunity there, that is exactly why we've created uh, uh, pieces and solutions like our safe lead process, which is much different than safe start, uh, given the fact that safe lead is solely dedicated to leveling up your supervisors and frontline leaders to help you get the climate that you want to achieve the culture you're after. Yeah, yeah and I, I love the comment that one of our one of our clients made back a while back, and we actually referenced this as a part of uh, the, that safe lead process. You know, is you know, well, we just promoted our our best welder to be our welding supervisor because we lost our welding supervisor. So we promoted them and now we've, we've lost our best welder, but we've gained our, our we've, we lost our best welder, but now we have gained our worst supervisor because they didn't have the supervisory skills. I got kind of tangled up there in that, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I think that's an issue for a lot of folks as well. But uh, another thing is, and here I go getting on my soapbox again, you know, mm -hmm. As a society, I think we've been turning out lots and lots of really pretty solid managers for the past few decades, but I think we're really painfully low on leaders, you know, and that's, that's not just an in industry that's in society. And I will get on a soapbox if I get off on that. So we'll just leave that alone for right now. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so true. We got to help these leaders continue to learn, help these frontline supervisors continue to grow within their organizations, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, one of my favorite quotes, I, I believe it was uh, Donald T. Phillips. He, he said, the best leaders never stop learning. Yeah. Right. And, and, and one of the evolutions, if I think about, you know, I digest that internally to what we're doing right now to change our organization and impact, you know, everybody that's listening today. Um, that's one of the evolutions of Safe Start as that organization, right? Regardless of, uh, of position, we've got something for everyone 
-hmm. at your company. And that in and itself is the core uh, to our human factors framework. And I'm telling you for anybody that's listening, if you haven't checked out uh, our human factors framework, think about it as a diagnostic tool, uh, not a solution. It's just you can go check it out. It's yours. Please, please, please utilize it in whatever way that suits you best. But think of it as a diagnostic tool to help you understand how to incorporate both what you're learning from your individuals at your organization and how to apply that to your organization to improve not only the people skills, but also the company as a whole. And I'm sure that we could go off uh, into uh, an hour-long uh, conversation about sure. that at all, but hopefully I've, I've piqued some interest enough to say, like, look, take an extra 10 minutes today uh, as your own resolution on improving your own skill set. Spend a few minutes on um, on that human factors framework, and it'll be worth your while. Yeah, for sure. And, and if you haven't downloaded that uh, previously, you can go to, out to our website and, and find that uh, Heck, you can Google it and just type in Safe Start Human Factors Framework, and it, it'll be the, one of the first things that pops up there, and you can download that white paper there. Uh, it's a great read. It, it really helps you to think about things a little bit differently. Uh, and there's also, by the way, a, a great podcast that Tim Page, Bodorf, and I did about the Human Factors Framework. If you want to get into a little more discussion about that, you can certainly download that as well. You know, Matt, one of the things I've always found is, uh, you know, we, we start with the injuries, we, we looked at engagement. And the, the third thing that we hear so many people talk about really is, is that cultural aspect. You touched on this just a few minutes ago, talking about some of the differences between climate, climate and culture, uh, you know, what's going on today versus what's been going on in the way we do things here, that type thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I think sometimes we as safety professionals, and I think by extension, uh, some of the senior management staff that I see in a lot of organizations, it's almost as though we need one of those signs like we see at the mall where you've got the big red arrow that says you are here. Uh, sometimes we think we're in one place, but we may actually be somewhere else if we don't yeah. get the feedback from our employees. Uh, so I think that's a, a crucial thing that we can help with as well as we've continued to evolve as an organization is you know, helping people to define where they are and assess where they are. Uh, and just figure out, okay, if we want to get to wherever it is, then you got to have a starting point and you got to make sure you're at the right starting point or else you may be prescribing, you know, the wrong, the wrong uh, approach to, to solving the problem. You don't want to solve, try to solve the wrong problem, I guess would be the way to put that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, culture isn't really something you just flip that switch and say, all right, we did it, right? We're here. Uh, we've changed our culture. On to the next, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, we're done, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Much. I wish it were that that easy. I would just, uh, we would. I'm sure we would have the culture solution, um, but that's not really the case because, I mean, what we're talking about at the core of it all are people, and people change, and processes change, and things change, and products change. Uh, which requires the organizations to change sometimes sure. on the daily. Um, and, and that's exactly why I think the phrase safety journey is so often used. It really is a journey. However, it is a daily journey because yeah. of that climate and how the climate changes things on a dime, right? So as an organization, this is probably uh, 
one of the pieces I'm most proud of with working uh, with the Safe Start team is how well positioned we are now to help our clients in understanding where they're at. You know, at the beginning of this uh, conversation, Danny, it was, it was about listening, right? It was about being able to be an effective listener in order to recommend an appropriate solution. And in those listening skills, one of the most consistent pieces of feedback I've heard, and I hope our listeners take some comfort from this and that they're not alone, we often hear, I don't know. Sure. When it comes to where are you at? It's, I'm not sure. It's my spidey senses are tingling that we're here, but that might be different if I get the rest of my leadership team into a room and everybody states their opinion. And I think that one of the, one of the strongest solutions that we carry right now are through our advisory service offerings. Mm -hmm. And at the most simplistic sense, our advisory services will be able to assess where you're at today to give you that starting point. Because without that starting point, you don't really know where to go. Right. So we've, 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 uh, we've brought in some of uh, the world's best talent, period, in being able to provide those assessment and diagnostics to give our clients uh, that starting point on where you are at in that journey in order to know what you need to take on. Sure. Yeah. And I love uh, that process. I mean, sometimes it's, uh, well, as we said, sometimes it's where we think the problem is here or we think culturally we're here, uh, but sometimes our employees see things a little differently. And our, as you said, the advisory services uh, group can really help with that. And it goes beyond just doing, you know, assessment and diagnostics. There's a lot more involved with the advisory services group than just that. Uh, but for a lot of organizations, that's kind of where they start, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've talked about three specific things here, uh, just to recap, you know, that people are struggling with on a regular basis, injury reduction, protecting folks and, and giving them the skills they need to help keep themselves safe, uh, getting that top to bottom and bottom to top engagement through improving communications, providing a common language. And then we talked a lot about culture here, uh, be it, you know, through helping supervisors build a more trusting relationship with their employees, uh, giving the company a better view of their situation through employee surveying or, or other advisory services, uh, uh, or just finding the, the prescriptive approach to implementing a specific solution to meet the problem, right? Uh, so we've talked about a lot of different things there. And I, I hope our listeners can see that, as we said, you know, we, we're, we're more now than just safe start the, the process. We're now, you know, a, a full service type organization, if you will, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely critical. You know, if you could only take away you know, 10, 10 to 30 seconds of this podcast today, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're on your way to a meeting, whatever the case may be, please take away this. Safe Start focuses in three key areas, injuries, engagement, and culture. And we've got something for everyone, whether it be the worker, your on-site or distributed workforce, we've got something for your leadership tier, whether it be your supervisors or frontline managers, 
or whether or not you need something for your senior leadership to ensure that there's alignment in order to understand where you need to put your strategic focus. We're going to tackle those areas, injuries, engagement, and culture in a number of different ways, uh, whether it be through our safe start process, which many of you are familiar with, whether it's through our safe lead process, which is just growing and growing astronomically, or whether it be through our advisory services capabilities and offerings to really roll up our sleeves, partner with you and help you understand where you are today in order to where you need to be tomorrow. We've got you. And that is who we are as an organization. Uh, stating uh, this on January 5th, 2022, that is Safe Start. Yeah. And it's a lot different than what we, if you would ask us, what is Safe Start back? On January 5th of, uh, you know, 2015, well, the answer may have been a bit different, right? And that's, that is because uh, we have evolved. And that's not discounting the history and the experience that we've had. In fact, it's, it's building upon it. And that's really what we're trying to do. You know, the combined knowledge of really just hundreds and hundreds of years of uh, operational and safety uh, experience of our consulting staff and our other team members, uh, just continuing to, to expand now into these other areas. It, it's so neat to see this because it all just dovetails so greatly together. Absolutely. Folks, if you'd like to talk more with Matt or perhaps one of our other account executives about this, uh, you can email Matt. Uh, probably the easiest way to get him is through email. Uh, and his email is matthew.h. That's matthew.h as in hall at safestart.com. So uh, Matt, it's really, really great talking with you today. Uh, any closing thoughts on this? Oh, happy New Year's, everybody. Um, good luck. Uh, you know, I think 2022 is going to be uh, as full of surprises as 2020 and 2021, but hopefully they're good surprises. They're great surprises. Um, but if you get any of those surprises that you feel you need help with, uh, we're here for you. So please reach out to me or anyone um, if you would like a few extra minutes to just better understand who Safe Start is as an organization, um, please don't hesitate and we're going to make sure that you're, uh, you're well looked after. But uh, thanks so much, Danny, for having me. Thanks so much, Safe uh, Talk listeners, for, uh, for, for hearing it today and, and all the best in 2022. Absolutely. And, uh, and hey, if you're listening to this and it's beyond 22, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks for picking up an older podcast, if that's the case. But uh, yeah. we'd like to say, uh, say, hey, we're continuing to evolve. And, you know, uh, maybe we sit down again uh, early next year and uh, we have another conversation about the continued uh, evolution of Safe Start as a company and as an organization, because I'm sure we're continuing to add more and more uh, things as we continue to grow. So it's an exciting time for us all. So I'll thanks be. for everybody for, for listening today. Uh, and just as a reminder, be sure to share this with others in your organization as well as just making them aware of the Safe Talk, podcast, Safe Talk podcast in general uh, and make sure they to let them know that it's out there and that it's a, it's a resource for them, right? Uh, so for everybody here at Safe Talk with Safe Start, I'm Danny Smith. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.